Hi, my name is Philip Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. That was a good one. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys. Hi, everyone. My name is Julio Carrillo, and I am co-owner and founder of Platinum Plus Capital and Amcam Financial. Today, we have with us Cyan Roy. Cyan, why don't you give us a nice little brief introduction about yourself, who, what, when, where, why, how, so we can get uh, to a little conversation. Absolutely. Thank you, Julio. Uh, I'm Cyan. I'm, I'm the co-founder of Bitex, uh, which is a global enterprise. We are headquartered out of Vancouver itself. Uh, globally, we are operating in 30 countries. And as of now, we are obviously due to the market scenario, we are focused on B2B as well as expansion towards LATAM and African regions. So, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. You know what? Before we start, why don't we do this? Um, we have a couple cups here for the glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, since my Instagram handle is El Real Don Julio, mm-hmm. I brought a little Don Julio. Would you mind a glass? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay, let's try to get this here. You tell me when to stop. I think it's fine. Okay. Let's have a drink, casual conversation. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of what I want to discuss with you today was a lot about, you know, your business. You, and you are in a very, you know, unique industry because it's one of the things that's changing our time right now mm-hmm. with blockchain, with cryptocurrencies. A lot of people don't even understand what cryptocurrencies are. So, uh, you know, because this is your business, why don't you tell us a little bit more about, let's just break it down and dumbify it Mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the people out there who just think it's Bitcoin, 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 and, Mm -hmm. you know, massive loss, massive success. Why don't Mm -hmm. you break it down onto what the realities are? Yeah, absolutely. So with us, what we are trying to do is educate newcomers. Mm -hmm. So our platform is built in a way where you know even newcomers are educated with respect to investment news and to with respect to any investment products right you have to be aware so yeah. even on our app the first thing you get to see is uh, global news with respect to cryptocurrencies right yeah. as well as it's easy to use the sec- the third thing is uh, we enable a feature called as cdfi which means centralized decentralized exchange okay. the main reason is due to the fear in the market with respect to your digital assets being held in a crypto exchange, right? So for example, last year we have seen a lot of exchanges going belly up because Mm of, uh, I would term it financial engineering because, you know, commingling of funds as well as- Someone fucked up. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mismanagement was there, right? Yeah. And that's where we come in as, we are not a self custody. Like that means is we do not hold investors money retail users money or you know any any individuals money okay. they come in they buy they are enabled to use their own wallet via metamask which is a decentralized you know platform where uh, you can have your own wallet right mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. like uh, like carrying your own wallet in a pocket or having a mobile wallet like apple pay right so the same feature we enable it just to have the you know, satisfaction of uh, the user's um, security as well as, uh, you know, funds are safe. With respect to investments, you know, there's always ups and downs with volatility in the market, right? Uh, Due diligence is important as well as I, like with any new investors, I do tell them it's like, uh, do not put all your eggs in one basket, right? And there are certain things with respect to like when the market is pumping up, going up, you tend to, you know, 
have that greed. It's a human nature, right? You yeah. know, Bitcoin is going up. Why did I miss out, right? I should invest. That's wrong. But that's you know? FOMO. That's fear of missing yeah. out. Yes, correct. So that's a wrong mindset, right? You should invest in a gradual manner, like dollar cost averaging, right? Like $10 on a daily basis or whatever your monthly expense or yeah. expenditures on the basis of that. So, yeah. Yeah. I have my opinions, but before we start, I'll give yeah. you a nice little toast. Cheers. Cheers. Let's enjoy. Yeah. Now, it's interesting that you're telling me about all this stuff with regulation because I dabble in the same industry as well as we've talked about before. But one thing that I do know and something that actually really bothers me or gets on my nerves more is how much regulation and oversight is placed in something as such as crypto and so little as something as a traditional investment or investment vehicle or we'll call it a wallet which is your bank account yeah. like a lot of that there's there's no oversight on it Absolutely. there's fractional banking there's there's all these different investments uh, and vehicles and mm -hmm. and fees and fuck you pay me kind of mentality yeah. like it used to be where where a bank used to come into you know your life and they were where you gave them money mm -hmm. now it's give me money exactly you know, and I think that in, in exchanges, which is another form of a, we'll call it a digital bank, mm -hmm. right? Another place mm -hmm. to put your money in, take your money out, but kind of mm -hmm. like what you were saying with the, with your own wallet in the back of your pocket. Yeah. You know, we just have more control. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, you are in an industry that is very, very unique because it is an emerging industry. Mm -hmm. And when I say that, I'm more specifically talking about it's a wild, wild west. Absolutely. You know, you're yeah. learning the rules as you go, mm -hmm. you know. There's a couple of lessons I've always learned in investments, which was there's two people that always get paid, mm -hmm. the government and the bank. No matter what. No matter what, right? Yeah. And, and it's just when we talk about investments and gradual investments, I mean, honestly, in the last, what, we haven't even been on for a couple of minutes and you probably gave more valuable information than whatever banking uh, manager that I've ever had at a bank. Mm -hmm. They just mm -hmm. give you the same old bullshit of um, safe investment, safe investment, safe investment but there's mm -hmm. no return. Mm -hmm. my, 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 my understanding of investment is you give me money mm -hmm. and I'll give you a return. Yeah. You know. Simple, right? Simple. Yeah. Now it's you give me money and I'll maybe give you a return. <laughs> you know, and then but in our industry or in the, in the crypto or in the Forex or in these, uh, this new world that we're living in, mm -hmm. which is great because it allows guys like you who I'm sure built your business with blood, sweat, and tears. It didn't happen overnight. I think you mentioned that you started your business back in 2014. Uh, yeah, so with crypto, uh, like, that was the first, you know, uh, like, uh, I was given this idea of crypto in 2014, right, when mm -hmm. Ethereum was coming out, Bitcoin was, you know, incepted, as well as that's when, you know, we came to know about the exchanges such as yeah. Bittrex and you know, the OGs, I call them, right? <laughs> okay. Uh, that's those who are in trouble right now with deregulations, right, in U.S. So that was 2014. And fast forward, so back then, I just started working, right? And that's okay. when my first investment came in, into Bitcoin. Back then, you know, uh, like I called it on, off-ramping, like what it means is how to buy Bitcoin, right? Okay. So if you want to buy gold, you can just go to a gold shop or anywhere, right? Yeah. And buy maybe what hallmark, uh, you know, like certified coal or anything, right? But with Bitcoin, you had to go through various multiple channels. There was lots of scams, like, you know, like you couldn't verify like if it's, if 
if you are really buying it, right? Correct. And uh, it was it was really, really, really like new. So what I did was I started mining back then because I have this fear of trusting people as well as, you know, and during the internet scenario, right? There yeah. were a lot of scams, right? So, and the same thing I treated with blockchain is everything starts with the scam, right? And then <laughs> <laughs> you tend to filter out and iron things out and then people learn, learn the hard way, I would like to say, right? For sure. And uh, so the same thing happened in the blockchain space also. And I started mining around 2000, 15, 16, 17, I scaled it up, you know, got an Alienware via which, you know, they have powerful GPUs, was mining out of my own, you know, bedroom. <laughs> and then, you know, the landlady comes up and says, San, I don't know why since the day you have come and, you know, my electricity bill is shooting up. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just hustling the system. You know yeah. what, like uh, a lot of what you're saying, I, I genuinely resonate with because a lot, a lot of... Every business that I've ever been involved with started, mm -hmm. took a part of, failed, always came from some sort of like inner grind, right? Just yep. because for me, growing up, I mean, we're roughly close to the same age, but growing up, we didn't have the same opportunities as now. The internet wasn't as powerful as it was today. Mm -hmm. And that has its benefits. It has the benefits of we're more interconnected, mm -hmm. but we're more interconnectedly fucked at the same time. Because everybody is after that fucking dollar. Yep. And they will say anything and do anything. And don't understand the simple concept of hard work. Like there's a lot. I'm a big proponent for alternative investments and going into this field, of course. But for me, it's more based off of how are we going to make it now? Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. who would have thought, what, five years ago that Elon Musk was going to be in Tesla? And then all of a sudden SpaceX. And all of a sudden... Twitter. Twitter. And now all of a sudden he's changing Twitter to some financial platform. I mean, Absolutely. it's just, it's such a rapid paced world now mm -hmm. that I don't think that the traditional financial system mm -hmm. really can keep up with what we have. I'll, there's only one argument that I can actually make towards myself on that, and it's just that they just have more money. Yeah, and the support of the regulators, right? That's why they have more money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's just how do we, how do you? as 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 uh, an entrepreneur mm -hmm. uh, starting this business that you have as big as it's grown mm -hmm. it wasn't overnight and no. it wasn't easy and there's a lot of personal and uh challenges that we deal with like mm -hmm. that, what's that mindset because there's this bullshit um understanding of how quick and easy it is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so let's kind of get into that let's talk about how what that mindset is and and what challenges you've personally faced because i'm i'm very certain your challenges are very similar to mine we just don't really talk about them men tend to be more or less silenced mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. our endeavors or for our challenges it's mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. shut up and do it absolutely yeah absolutely. so so yeah let's hear about that man yeah so uh, like around 2020 during the advent of covid right um i saw like in my workplace people losing their job and then it was my number and you know i was i was fired off i would say like i was given the pink slip in a brutal manner in a like brutal a, manner what did they do just shut uh, you out the door <laughs> no i like with me like i was working on pretty big projects like like universal studios like nintendo okay. and what happened was like i was the first one to come to the office and the last one to leave right so that kind of uh, like you are, like with me if you are giving your entire dedication to work right it's like you're worshiping something right 
and you're also giving in your sweat and blood. And then you're called in one morning, seven o'clock, you reach your office, you're greeted uh, near the door, your access has been taken, your laptop has been taken, and they oh. go, okay. They didn't Here's even let you check. in the door? No. Holy shit. Here's your check, and yeah, severance pay. You know, that, that's the interesting thing about a job. A lot of, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go call it middle class workers, and there's nothing wrong with middle class workers. Mm -hmm. But I just think we're in a very unique era right now where the middle class workers, um, what was it, maybe what, five, seven years ago, we got this woke industry, but I, th I think people are now starting to wake up. Yeah. You know, woke was just trendy, but wake up is the actual word, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? And I think they're starting to see that job security isn't really security, because really, I mean, we're going to talk about security is if something happens, mm -hmm. you're able to have something to back you up. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But if your job mm -hmm. is your security and you get fired, mm -hmm. then what's your backup? That's not really security. No. So, so okay, so you got fired. Yeah. Uh, they pretty much didn't let you through the door. Yeah, I waited till 9 o'clock because I was just introspecting, right? No. I was at the parking lot and I was thinking, why me? And then I was like, okay, so let me look into the check. And it's like, okay, the figures looks great. So what should I do next? Because, you know, time doesn't wait for anyone. Mm -hmm. That's when it kicked in. Like, time doesn't wait for anyone, and especially for me. And no one will sympathize with you. You know? No, absolutely it's not. Like one or two people will just call you, okay, I'm sorry to hear and all this. but Yeah, who's really was, helping you get that next job? Exactly. So what I did was I just waited for the liquor shops to open. Uh, like around, I think, 9, 30, 10, one of them opened. Early I starter, six I see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> six packs, you know, like yeah. beer. Uh, went back to my uh, house. Um uh, and cash my check because you know you can just scan it and have yeah, that yeah, yeah. deposit. That's beauty of technology. Yeah, and then yeah, invested like I think sixty seventy percent of the money into crypto, and that was okay. Bitcoin. Uh, though I'm not a financial advisor, that was just <laughs> at the moment I got lucky. Yeah, yeah. it went up. Right time, right place. Yes, yeah. and that's when uh, I started to think about uh, like more deeper into blockchain technology. You know, Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I, I just term it as a holy grail of crypto because uh, they set the path or the trend for what is happening in the blockchain industry. Mm -hmm. If you look into the white paper, white paper is, it solves, it gets into solving the problem with respect to, you know, decentralizing as well as uh, minimizing the chargebacks as well as and having, a, having an open record of your ledger or transaction. Correct. You, you can see like peer to peer, yeah. Where the you know, and that's a big misconception. People try to label uh, cryptocurrencies, or they try to label uh, our the blockchain technology into money laundering or something like that. But it's actually more transparent than the current technologies they have. I'll give you an example. Mm -hmm. If we are trying to buy a company, let's just say a lot of what we do in business itself, it's mm -hmm. data and speed, right? Mm -hmm. So if we have the data that, hey, I can, um, I can buy out this company, mm -hmm. but I got three other uh, in, I don't know, France, yeah. right? But there's three other companies that are actually trying to uh, buy that same company. It's who can get the money there first. Mm -hmm. Blockchain. Yeah. Instant. And you have a history, right? You and have you have a history. And, yeah. and, and there's no overlooking what, uh, what we're trying to do and, and people can see it. And by the time client A is trying to wire, I don't know, 20 million, mm -hmm. we could do that in, in blockchain technology within minutes. Absolutely. You know, it's in their account, they can see it, it's actual cash mm -hmm. for the most part. 
Yeah, and there's transparency, right? There's an interesting point that you said, like with respect to money laundering and all, right? Mm -hmm. So even before Bitcoin or crypto or even blockchain, right? Wasn't there, like there was money laundering. And of course. Uh, how was it facilitated? It was happening through, you know, the big banks. Like, you know, I don't need to name it, but it's all in the news, right? Why was HSBC fine? Why was JP Morgan fine? Why was Goldman yeah, those All those stories <laughs> tend to be very, very, very quiet, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I think there was a story out in Mexico, I forget what they call him, mm -hmm. but uh, he was an Asian um, banker at HSBC, mm -hmm. and I think they raided his house and he had like $50 million cash. Mm -hmm. Don't quote me on it. Mm -hmm. Whether it was 50 or 30, mm -hmm. it was some absurd amount of money. Mm -hmm. And he worked for a specific large institution. Mm -hmm. And it's, those are the situations that kind of go quiet. Yeah, yeah. Those are the situations that, but I mean, guys like me and you, mm -hmm. yeah, we get caught. We're we're, we're screwed. We're fucked, mm -hmm. right? But um, a little bit on on that concept of of you know regulation and where everything goes, um, where everything goes, mm -hmm. um, it's more on the lines of maybe you share my opinion or not. We didn't talk about this. I think one of the main reasons why a lot of these crypto exchanges, we're going to go with Bitcoin, we're going to go with, um, uh, um, what's the other one that's not Bitcoin, I'm sorry, uh, Coin, Coinbase, uh, what's another one that's being kicked out of the oh, US? Binance. Uh, Binance. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion is a lot of the reasons why they're getting kicked out or booted out of North America mm -hmm. is because, as I'm sure you know, uh, the Canadian uh, government is coming out with their own with their own coin mm -hmm. as well yeah so with respect to that like uh, i think it's uh, termed as cbdc right centralized yeah. uh, like digital currency um mm -hmm. so what happens with that is like even if the government is pushing for it right like like i looked into the white paper as well as like how the mechanism works it's like government would have the control over everything like like basically how much money comes into your bank account goes out how much, you know, in the money market, M2 market, how much money needs to be printed, right? Mm -hmm. As of now, money market is controlled by a few larger institutions in Wall Street that dictate to the government, like, you know, this much money needs to be printed for X amount of time. But with CBDC, they would have the data, data sets as to what's your inflation going to be forecasted, as well as how much, you know, uh, money you need to print to have the US dollar you know, stabilize compared to other currencies. Absolutely. But with respect to uh, individual, I would be uh, scared because, you know, like government has all the data, right? They're monitoring everything, basically, right? And that's where the decentralized aspect comes in. It's like you have uh, a decentralized wallet where, you know, you can, your investments are your money, right? Basically, you should have the right to choose and uh, it's good to have data, but obviously it's data in wrong hand, right? We don't know what government is going to use it for, right? There's a reason why uh, Microsoft uh, tends to control the privacy policy with respect to whatever is said on the mic. Wow, the there we go. Industry. Now we're getting to some bombs right there. Right? You know, as much as, as much as we can continue on the same topic, you know, mm -hmm. a lot of this is just this stuff didn't come overnight for you. Nope. This journey, this path, this this way of, of, of the way you do business did not come overnight. And, you know, 
big fish, little fish kind of concept, you know, and, mm-hmm. and the only real way to make a change, uh, Dan Pena always said, if you want to save the fucking rainforest, go out and make some money first. Yeah. So for me, it's all about, okay, we have to deal with the industry that we're dealing with, with the mm-hmm. rules, bullshit, rules that we have to deal with, and we have to just kind of navigate it just so we can eventually make the changes we want to make. Absolutely. You know, mm-hmm. a little sad that FTX took the way, the route it did, because they were actually one of the big conglomerates. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, f- call it for what it is, he paid off a lot of the political parties mm-hmm. for what they were. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. now he's, I wouldn't call it getting a slap on the wrist, but he ain't going to jail. No, he won't. He won't. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and it's yeah. fucked up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's it's the little guys. It's mm-hmm. the little fish. It's like us mm-hmm. that get uh, they get really beat up for it. We're the ones who have to abide. We're the ones who have to go with the rules. We have the ones go regulation, mm-hmm. build the banking relationships, which really no one wants to build with us as it is. So mm-hmm. it's all about those relationships, mm-hmm. which kind of uh, leads into the mindset of, of this whole thing, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. the resilience, because... You have your own bullshit. I have my own bullshit. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, as, as men or as men in business, I don't mm-hmm. want to talk about that, we're required to perform at the end of the day. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Like, I, I, I would term it as, like, there's a saying, right? Adver- uh, adversities defines a man, right? Like, yes. the situation builds a man uh, regardless of if he's having ups and downs, right? What you, like how you choose a path or how you build up your empire, it's up to you, right? So even with the company that uh, I have co-founded with Rob, who is an amazing, amazing gentleman, right? Um, I just follow his footsteps, it's like principles, right? With respect to principles, it's like, what are you trying to solve, right? Uh, Correct. And what are we trying to solve is like, initially during COVID, what happened was, industry was backlogged with payments, right? Banks weren't working the way it was supposed to work. So outward remittances, settlement, like especially in the gold, like oil and Yeah, yeah, so I love what what you're talking about there because banks weren't performing like they're supposed to. And I can almost tell you why and how. And it's not anything technical and I'm gonna break this down to bare basics for me. Mm -hmm. It's because they were too fucking comfortable making the money and doing business the way they always did mm-hmm. and no one was really there trying to innovate yeah. no one was there who was trying to go with the curve because mm-hmm. there is a curve yeah absolutely yeah. look at the curve now i mean yeah. look at our industries i wouldn't be making the money i'm making if there wasn't anybody who wanted my business mm-hmm. same thing with you mm-hmm. right so it's our job to always as the little guy or as the guy that's trying to make it bigger or better or trying to make it in this world mm-hmm. there's one piece of advice i can always say Mm-hmm. And that is provide value. Yep. You know, hard work and provide value. You saw a value or, or a niche or something that you were trying to provide in your industry and you saw it, you took advantage of it. I'm going to assume you worked your ass off for it, right? And it's just one of those things where we have to just perform. Mm-hmm. What was that t- statistic you gave me earlier about Vancouver? Oh, yeah. So with respect to Vancouver, right, like yeah. homeless, yeah, yeah, homeless yeah. people. So yeah. I was looking into this research where 68% of the uh, homeless people are men, right? And out of which, like, uh, around ballpark 15, 24% were involved in domestic dispute. By domestic dispute, I'm assuming divorce like certain allegations, 
yeah. uh, like you know police finding something or the other yeah. Right? Yeah. because like and and the question that came into my mind was like why why is the system like you know why are people on the streets yeah. when you have housing when you have shelter and you know government is doing something or the other then i came to know is okay it's not for the men right like in case of a domestic dispute a woman has been given shelter they have been given yeah. counseling they are being assisted by if they have a child they have been assisted by ministry of child and family develop uh, Devel- i i think it's mcft basically right and for men they're just put out to the street and what if that m- man was completely you know involved in his family he's not he doesn't have friends he doesn't have you know yeah. people or well family. that's the interesting thing when and i'm only going to speak for a man here when a man goes through financial difficulty or when a man goes through emotional difficulty he mm-hmm. is more or less outcast because no one wants to be around him no, no one. No one wants to surround himself by yeah. him. He's like, oh, did you know he's going through divorce? He's losing yeah. this. No one cares. Yeah. I, the amount of men that I have met that tell me the process of divorce, mm-hmm. the process of allegations, the process of, you know, the mental, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, what's the right word here? Mm-hmm. Just the mental difficulty it is to process all of this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's fucking hard. Yeah, and there's no there's no stopping to the allegation, right? There's no statue of limitations to yeah. all this allegation yeah. that comes uh, directed towards the opposite sex, right? Yeah. And and to be honest, I think uh, a reasonable conclusion would be to be a better person. Yeah. You know, you you take a new chapter out of the book and 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 some can and some can't, but some cannot, that's mostly, why yeah. I I believe and I genuinely believe in this is that that's why there's a call the one percent. Mm-hmm. is those who can meet through it. I mean, my uncle, um, he went through a very nasty divorce. And mm-hmm. uh, I know that my aunt at the time, before they were divorced, his ex-wife, uh, accused him of rape. Yeah. And he convinces two daughters mm-hmm. to, she convinces two daughters to um, testify against him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, during cross-examination, actual research, aside from an allegation, they found that, it was all a lie, right? But the most bizarre thing about all of this for me was there was no jail time. That's a harsh allegation. You're talking about someone's life. Mm-hmm. Man, woman, doesn't matter how you identify. That's someone's life that you're about to put behind bars literally for the rest of their lives just because of an emotional outburst of yep. whatever it may be. I don't care what he did, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what the relationship encountered. I'm not there. I'm not one to judge, but I don't think it deserves life in prison. Mm-hmm. Because you're pissed off at him, mm-hmm. you know, and the fact that you're manipulative enough to convince children to be a part of that, and there's no consequence. That's sad. That's sad, right? That's bullshit. Yes, and I, I don't think the legal system is built in that manner. To be honest, mm-hmm. to, um, you know, go after with respect to falsifying as well as, yeah. um, you know, manipulating. Because of course. if if the evidence are, you know, even if they're proven like guilty not guilty yeah. uh you know uh, like the battle for defamation is uphill yeah because uh you know they would say at that moment i felt that was the right thing so there's something in in the law is like you can make allegations to up to you know any extent whereas uh you know without any reasonable doubt because that's your point of view free speech right basically they term it as that for sure but then there's something called as 
slander and libel action. Right? Yeah. But not a lot of people know about it, as well as you need to have the right amount of resources, someone to support you, as well as it's a battle. Absolutely. Again, right? And at the end of the day, it's a, it's a lot of the guys that go, through con that, that go through the major consequences. But at the same reflection, mm -hmm. I think that's one of the most beautiful things about being a man, yeah. is that you're able to take the pain, the suffering, the heartache, the, the challenge. Mm -hmm. And if you are strong enough, not saying all men are, but those who are and learn to overcome it, that actually makes you someone stronger and someone better for yep. your life. And to some people, it becomes the catalyst mm -hmm. of building a massive empire mm -hmm. to, you know, to prove those people wrong. Yep. You know, uh, one of the major things for me is understanding yourself, know thyself mm -hmm. and know who you are, what drives you. Like, mm -hmm. I know what personally drives me. I, I got to talk. I have to. I need an enemy. Like, yeah. even if he's not there, I'm going to create an enemy. I'll talk shit to myself. If I'm mm -hmm. at the gym, I'll call myself a bitch. I'll do whatever it takes to make sure I know that I need to surpass. I and I think even in your circumstance, to build the empire, you, you know, now built with the amount of countries you have behind you and the, the network that you've built, it wasn't mm -hmm. overnight. Mm -hmm. You know, working with... It's, it's, that's that's the crazy thing about the centers. Everybody thinks it's so fucking easy, right? Mm -hmm. But uh, you know, it's something that you should really take a look at and and be proud of, and more importantly, understand that it's just the beginning. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and and to be honest, like you know, those are the learnings and the principles that determine of who you are, right? That's your personality, basically, and you you can never give up. To be honest, right? Absolutely. You have to be the better person, turn a new leaf, you know, always fight back. And and this is a very wise man, right? Like Rob told me this is like if you have done nothing wrong and if you believe in yourself, right, be honest to yourself in front of the mirror. If you have done nothing wrong, like, you know, and even if you're fighting battles, it'll, you know, reap certain benefits to you uh, sooner or later. Absolutely. Yep. You know, one of the things we were talking about was was a lot of the uh, of, of the mental health as as an entrepreneur, and I think that's really important because, uh, again, going back to this uh, digital currency, crypto kind of world, there's a lot, a lot, a lot of obstacles that you and I kind of go through. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not even talking about me more you because you actually run an exchange and you have to deal with so many different regulations with so many different countries, you mm -hmm. know. Like I told you before, I have my bullshit, you have your bullshit, but uh, at the end of the day, one of the most beautiful things about you know, our journey is that we grow. I, I want to kind of talk about your emotional control and, uh, and the things that made Cyan, Cyan. Like, like you weren't made this way. You were, you know, you mm -hmm. were, there was a lot of different parts yeah. and experiences in your life that kind of brought you to be who you are today i mean you got fired mm -hmm. <laughs> you know that was that was a little fucked up but the catalyst to your current business today but let's talk about some of uh personal challenges and and uh you know just that challenge of, of being an everyday entrepreneurial working man mm -hmm. and some of those characteristics because i think we can we can really expand on that subject and I think you and I can probably share some similar stories. Absolutely. And I, I feel like mental health is of utmost priority for us as an entrepreneur as well. 
as being a human right like yeah. like you get to see like so many mental health advocates coming up nowadays right yeah. but uh, like i call like, those money grabbers like way. you just want money <laughs> fuck you and your charity okay there's no fucking way you know all, all, all these all these things about you know mental health mental health mental health yeah i, I get it and mm-hmm. i'm a proponent of it but i think you can agree no mm-hmm. one fucking cares to be honest yes because uh, like as civilization evolved right yeah um society also has evolved like to be Correct. honest right like there was not much like education about mental health why you know people go crazy why is there certain you know uh, like dependency on drugs why there is anxiety and it's all due to you know the societal changes as well as we being human yeah we haven't been able to adapt adapt to it to such an extent where the society also supports us as well as you know the system also you know helps us yeah so there's a bit of a mismatch in this kind of a scenario where you know if someone even screams out like i need help i really need help what's the system going to do if for example i'm just taking man because i can speak for a man right yeah uh, if a man comes out and says like you know i'm having so and so issues and i need help how many people will you know come out to him even if he posts posts something on social media right whereas someone else you get a lot of sympathy but you won't get fucking help no you know and and you know what that that might be a little bit of a stretch there might be some people that are so sympathetic that they'll reach out mm-hmm. and try to find you the help mm-hmm. but at the same at the same time you know i'm going to give a really extreme analogy mm-hmm. which is you know a long time ago mm-hmm. we'll go our grand great grandparents or my grandparents uh, um, generation mm-hmm. you know we'll go maybe a couple steps back as well they were fighting for their lives mm-hmm. the amount of depression back then has nothing to do is nothing close to what it is today yeah, and a lot of it is just mm-hmm. because i genuinely believe the generation that is growing up today and i'm not talking about millennials and just in general because there are a lot of people my age mm-hmm. that i'm shocked mm-hmm. that they are where they are and it's just overprivileged it's just overcaring mm-hmm. you know and it's just the uh, the the simple fact that that they did not have that firm hand that they needed to have especially in north america go anywhere mm-hmm. else in the world it's different it's completely different yeah. you know there is a there is a, a male or masculine role model a feminine role model absolutely however you want to break it down mm-hmm. you know and there is that balance we'll mm-hmm. call it and that's the only genuine balance i believe in mm-hmm. not the work life balance mm-hmm. like i don't know what your opinions are on that but fuck work life balance the only balance i care about is the balance in my bank account at this point <laughs> there's no such thing as work life balance there's no oh you're a multi billion dollar entrepreneur but you're also a great family guy no 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 mm-hmm. i mean look at elon musk bezos all these guys uh, uh, uh gates they're way over the line of of balance mm-hmm. they focus and work and that is the silent um sacrifice that a man as a father as a husband as a provider mm-hmm. as the eldest son Mm-hmm. can provide to his family. Mm-hmm. We work our asses off 
just so we can make sure everybody around us is successful. Like in my family, I'm the oldest. Mm -hmm. I have a responsibility. And yeah, I may not get along with my sister so much because I'm the Looney Tune, the one that has the big ideas. Uh, and at the same time, you know, even my mom, it took a long time for her to understand. I know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm -hmm. But it's my responsibility. Yeah. And I may not agree with everything my sisters say or my brothers say or, or my mom says or my aunt say or my grandma says. But I know respect. Mm -hmm. And I learned to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. And that's what is missing nowadays, right? So I, I term it like, like a Nobel laureate is given the same platform as someone who is not as educated yeah. with his or her opinion, right? Yeah. Uh, with respect to stating something. Like everyone has an opinion nowadays. And that's okay. Yeah, which is okay. But back in the days, uh, you know, like that's why I say the earlier generation was a bit tougher. They were more disciplined in mannerism because they knew when to listen, number one, and when to talk, right? Exactly. So like with respect to like in the 18th century, right, French Revolution also happened because there was a Catholics, there was, you know, some reason behind it with respect to the society needed a change, right? They were being, you know, pushed down and there was liberal, you know, thoughts weren't flowing in as well as the economy. Everything was in tatters, right? Yeah. So I do feel like we do need some kind of a revolution to get out of that comfort space specific to yeah. North America. Like this is the main reason I'm saying is like I've lived in regions such as Middle East, Africa, like Africa predominantly in Nigeria, Ethiopia, Kenya and Tanzania, right? So I've seen life and I was the youngest yeah. field engineer in 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 the in the company, in the oil and gas company. And I when I looked around like like when I was working in the jungle, right? Like Yeah, hold on. Yeah, cut that. <laughs> Yeah, so like I was I was telling like I've lived my life mostly in those regions, right, where I was the youngest field engineer and with like I tried to observe my surroundings, right? So you are in the middle of the rainforest where you have uh, I would call communities, bush communities, where they don't have, you know, food to eat but bullets to fight. Right? Oh wow, that's powerful. Yeah. yeah. So, and then, you know, they can kill their own for a few dollars, right, basically. And they don't care about life. So, as well as when you educate, empower those communities with education, you see the result as well because certain sections of the community, because since we were an oil and gas company, right, so we had different, different production facilities, exploration facilities. So I got to know, like, you know, with the advent of education, empowering the society with you know uh, like books as well as you know telling them about what's there outside for them to you know achieve mm. so if you don't get out of your comfort level or if you don't go out of your ecosystem how would you know the world works what's there in the world and what's there for you to achieve and win you might lose but then at least you tried right and yeah. the thing is like with trying is like you try again, again, and again. And that's how even, <clears throat> you keep on saying it's like, <clears throat> it wasn't an overnight planned journey, right? So we failed quite a few times, you know, like we were <clears throat> taken for granted by people. We were, you know, 
uh, we 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 were also uh, you know scammed by a lot of uh, you know people who said they were not the prince of Nigeria. <laughs> not no, the <laughs> <laughs> it was the Maharaja of India. I would say. <laughs> but yeah, like those those things, you know, uh, you take in into your learning as well as yeah. you learn from them. Do not crib about it, uh, you know, as well as do not repeat the same mistake twice. Yeah, you try once, not to. Yeah. Try not to, yeah. As well as once, but in twice, try, right? So that's, that, there's a reason for all these sayings because you have to implement in your day-to-day -day life so that you understand what's the essence, right? Yeah, and I think that's the challenge in most cases mm -hmm. is finding that uh, ability to understand that things don't happen to you but for you mm -hmm. and understanding that this point in your life now I'm pretty spiritual myself mm -hmm. and I do believe things come to me when they're supposed to how they're supposed to mm -hmm. and that I think is hard because some people bitch and complain and moan and groan about oh I didn't get what I wanted wah, 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 wah. Well, yeah. fuck off yeah you know what, why don't you take a step back, be mm -hmm. really objective, like in trading. Mm -hmm. You have to learn how to be super objective. Mm -hmm. You can't emotionally trade. No, if you're absolutely. too happy, yeah. you lose. If you're too angry, you lose. Yeah. You have to be right center in the middle. Absolutely. You cannot be left or right. You gotta be able to make that decision and stick to the strategy, stick to the plan. Yeah. And I think that's one of the hardest things it is about any generation in, in itself is, is to learn that and to understand that. and to learn the lessons mm -hmm. and to see the lessons and then, yeah. and then to be able to not try to make that same mistake again is incredibly hard. You know, for me, one of the most dangerous people, I consider myself a fucking Olympic athlete mm -hmm. in my business. Mm -hmm. That's my mentality. I'm going in this because I know I'm fucking training mm -hmm. and I don't give a fuck mm -hmm. about what anybody's opinions are. If mm -hmm. you think I'm crazy, if you think what I'm doing is a scam or whatever, I don't give a fuck what your thoughts are. Mm -hmm. If you don't fuck with me, you don't fuck with me, guess what? I'm not going to fuck with you. Mm -hmm. And that's simple for me. Mm -hmm. But for me, it's all about trying to be reflective on those failures. And I have not had one success that was not met with some sort of failure. And I would almost argue that any successful person mm -hmm. has not met some sort of failure before some sort of major success mm -hmm. you know um, in any industry so for me it's it's all about trying to get this message out to people like you know what we live in a unique world mm -hmm. today like today was august 1st mm -hmm. 2023 where we can get any information we really wanted to there's nothing not there's not my story or your story or any story from anybody else of uh, what's the road to success. If I were to ask you now, what's the road to success? <laughs> I almost know it. Mm -hmm. It's just hard work yep. and discipline, consistency, mm -hmm. right? You have to be courageous enough to take that leap of faith. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to be consistent enough to put in the work. And more important, more importantly for me, you just have to be disciplined and you have to be What's the right word here that I want to say? Focus, maybe? I, th I think there's, there's that underlining word of focus, yes. But, um, you know, trying to eliminate that fear. Try not to give a fuck mm -hmm. about the opinions of others. Mm -hmm. Because at the, at the end of the day, it's almost like we 
live in our then the big word right now with this andrew tate thing going on is is the matrix right mm -hmm. and i kind of believe that but i believe you create your own matrix imagine if you were your own neo mm -hmm. Cyan was his own neo and you were your neo and you can bend your own reality to the way you want it to mm -hmm. what's stopping you that's why they say mind is a powerful thing right absolutely like, so you have to be mentally strong as well as absolutely. you know focus and, try and you have your agents coming after you <laughs> yes you know you have the architect yes our job is to try to get to that fucking architect and tell mm -hmm. him we better not meet again yeah <laughs> you know that's one of my biggest things there's no secret recipe there's nothing you or me or anybody else can tell you online that that can tell you hey this is the recipe Mm -hmm. I've heard it a thousand times. Mm -hmm. The difference is, I'm willing to listen. Are you willing to listen? It's not that crazy. True. I believe in working out. I yeah. believe in working hard. I believe in staying consistent. I believe in putting in the work. Mm -hmm. I believe in no distractions. Mm -hmm. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you this. I think one of the most challenging things about being an entrepreneur mm -hmm. is saying no. Yes, I call it the vitamin N. <laughs> the what? Vitamin N, N for like it's like like vitamin C and uh, yeah. E. So okay. Vitamin A, N. <laughs> and you know what? Saying no to parties. Yeah. When your friends are, you're what? You're thirty-two. Yep. Thirty-two. Saying no to those parties. Mm -hmm. Saying no to, you know, trips. Mm -hmm. Say no to to girls, women, whatever. Mm -hmm. Say no to really everything that looks fucking fun mm -hmm. because there are plenty of women that i know that date guys that are my age and i'm 37 mm -hmm. there are plenty of women that i know that date my guys my age and they tell me oh he's just trying to get his life right and i'm thinking what the fuck <laughs> he's 37 bro and you don't got your shit together your job as a man is to have your shit together so you can provide mm -hmm. regardless on what scale that is and based off of that scale is the type of woman you need for your life. Mm -hmm. My personal opinion on that one. But uh, And if you don't, if a woman can't vibe with my lifestyle or the way I work or doesn't understand that that's the way I operate. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a deal breaker. Absolutely. Yeah. There's one thing you will not break from me at this point in time in my life. That's my vision. Mm -hmm. And you know... Um, it's an interesting concept. I heard Jeff Bezos talk about it, and which was you have to be stubborn and flexible. Mm -hmm. You have to be stubborn enough to not let go of your vision mm -hmm. and your dream, mm -hmm. but flexible enough on that journey. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the journey changes. Like, there was no way I was, I am where I am two years ago. Mm -hmm. And how to learn how to pivot, how to learn how to move, how to learn all these different concepts about business that mm -hmm. I. And again, that's the journey. That's the fun of it, right? That's, yeah. the, that's the thing that kind of builds us as men, gives us our own ego. Yeah, and absolutely. And but like I agree with all the points that you have mentioned. And the main aspect for me is also respect, right? Uh, and having that kind of a respect for your partner as well as your partner has for you in the journey. You know, you, 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 like with any human being, right? We are no two similar kind of person as well as like, I, I give this example pretty randomly. It's like not all five fingers of your hand are the same size or the same <laughs> length, <laughs> yeah. right? But you need all five of them to function properly 
Right? That's a really great example. Yeah. And the same thing goes with humans or couples, right? Even partners, right? Uh, you need to have that synergy with respect to bonding, respect, as well as uh, both of you are challenging each other to grow in a relationship, right? Whatever is happening in the outside world, you know, they, they'll, they'll be always ups and downs, right? No one's life is perfect, even the richest man in the world, right? No one's life is perfect with respect to any aspect. Like there are ups and downs, there are disagreements, there are difference in opinion, but at the end of the day, you know, you should respect each other as well as, you know, grow. Well, one challenge on that. I think men value respect. Mm -hmm. Women need a different type of love. Mm -hmm. You know, you can respect, of course, respect a woman, but I think women need a different type of um, affection. Mm -hmm. Our form of affection is respect, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, when we take out our family for a massive dinner, provide whatever, whether it's material or non-material, that time, for us, it's we want respect yeah. in our house. Mm -hmm. We want respect for what we say. We want, um, it doesn't matter how stubborn or a boss bitch she can be, mm -hmm. every woman, I genuinely believe, will submit, but they'll only submit to a man who she deems worthy of submitting to. Mm -hmm. And that is the game in a man's world. Mm -hmm. We have to work our asses off so we become worthy of mm -hmm. that respect, yeah. worthy of that submission. It's not just, I'm a man and I'm high value and I make this money. No, that makes you a bitch. Yeah. Because you clearly have a massive ego and you do not know how to control mm -hmm. your emotions. Absolutely. And, and this, this reminds me of an example, like I'm reminiscing my past, right? When yeah. I was back in my uh, undergrad years, as well as even during my graduation. Oh, right? Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Go back in the past. So what happens is like, uh, if you look into the other gender, right? Um, same, same age, same group, like they can have fun, even if they don't have the money to spend, right? Yeah. Like, as well as like, Whereas we are struggling, we are working like maybe two jobs, you know, part time, trying to pay for our college fees, accommodation, you know, day to day expenses uh, in scenarios. This is specific to in scenarios where, you know, your family is not uh, uh, like that cannot support you. That yeah. doesn't mean like financially support you, but yeah. they're, they're behind you. right? Whereas in the other case scenarios, like, you know, uh, the other gender can go to free parties, you know, yeah. enjoy. I have to buy the yacht. You can get invited. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that, that's, that's my concept of saying yeah. it. Like, I, I have to pay for that yacht. Exactly. And what my mindset back then was, um, it's my hard-earned money, right? Of course. If I need to enjoy it, I really need to earn certain, you know, amount to enjoy with myself first, with my friends, and then comes... You know the then then I need to show it off to the other world, but that's not an option for me, right? Yeah. First is family, friends, and myself, right? Those are the things that. Oh, like, I would almost challenge you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I would almost say you have to worry about yourself first, because without your own self-love or your own self-respect, mm -hmm. you know, then how can you take care of your family? Oh yeah, that's what I said, right? Enjoy yourself first. Okay. 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 Yeah. Enjoy yourself first, and then you go out. But those are the first things that encompass. Absolutely. Uh, so, 
So, yeah. and, and I get it. Like, like I said, I'm the oldest in my family, so I know 100% fact mm -hmm. that my sisters and mm -hmm. my brother, who's mentally disabled, uh, challenged, however you want to phrase it or whatever terminology, that's not going to get me fucking canceled. But, you know, I love them all to death. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love them all to death. So I know it's up to me. And I think you could tell me if you've ever had this feeling before. Deep, deep rooted. Like for me, I knew since I was a little kid, mm -hmm. I'm the one. Mm -hmm. I'm the fucking one that's going to make it. I'm the one. Mm -hmm. And I think having that feeling or state of mind really defines who you are as you grow up. Mm -hmm. Because the scary ones are the silent ones. Absolutely. The horrific fucking crazy ones mm -hmm. are the ones that they know they are. Mm-hmm. Because there's nothing that's gonna stop them. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm fucking that guy, and I'm that guy in Thriller. I'm that guy that the zombie kill me. I'll still come back and fucking haunt your ass. <laughs> there's no way you're gonna stop me. Yeah. You would have to literally kill me, mm -hmm. and even then, that may not even be enough, because I'm so focused and so dedicated and so just laser pointed. When I talked about an Olympic athlete. This is what I think about Olympic athletes. I think Olympic athletes are the guys who, or men and women, who train mm -hmm. for four years, for years, with no applause, no love, no support, just a coach. Blood, sweat, and tears, just so they can have that one moment to shine, mm -hmm. just so they can have that one pitch, that one investor, that one contract, that mm -hmm. one regulation, that moment where you just needed to perform and all this stuff that came up behind you mm -hmm. molded you into who you were supposed to be. Absolutely. And it's like a sculpture, right? Basically. Yeah. Like it's like a... I'm my own fucking Michelangelo. I'm Michelangelo, my own Da Vinci. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm a fucking 16th chapel and I'm slowly painting it every mm -hmm. single day. Mm -hmm. And I'm waiting for the day where I can just sit back mm -hmm. and enjoy my own piece of art. Absolutely. And that's how it's supposed to be, right? Like, yeah. And that's how the journey should be, yeah. where you can, you know, reminisce as to uh, what you were and what you are. Yeah. But uh, I'm not sure how much time we have left, mm -hmm. but it's just one of those things where that's where the team comes in place. Mm -hmm. That's where the people who you surround yourself with come in place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like you have, I'm sure you have a big, large team behind you. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was very challenging because I got stuck in the wearing many hats, mm -hmm. you know, and I got stuck in, in trying to micromanage my own success because only I can do it. Mm -hmm. I haven't had this much success mm -hmm. since the day I decided to delegate and the day I decided to hire a team. Mm -hmm. These guys do this, let those guys do that. All right. And that's probably one of the hardest things. Yeah. Yeah, but with that, as a businessman or an entrepreneur, you know, you do have challenges because when you tend to delegate work, uh, they might not be up to your level of commitment, right? Absolutely. And, and today was like, I was just having a conversation with my other co-founders, like, you know, they're like, Sam, why aren't they, you know, working to the level that we expect them? And it's been months with respect to the functionality yeah. of the product, right? Well, that's an easy and answer. Like, yeah, because that's not their product as well as it's not their company, right? Yeah, it's not theirs. Yeah. They're just an employee. And you have to, it's like, it's like, like in back in the days, how do I say it? Like bullock carts, like, you know, you had to whip the <laughs> bullock carts to, <laughs> to sway or like, it's like riding a horse, I would say, right? 
you need to uh, show the direction to the horse, you know, where it needs to go. Absolutely. And the same way with your employees or even with, you know, delegating work, you yeah. set an expectation, accountability, as well as having some kind of, a, you know, win-win situation for all the parties in question, yeah. right? Well, that's where HR would come in place. Like, my idea of HR is, you know, you, you do have to hurt cats a little bit, mm -hmm. but everybody has a different incentive. Mm -hmm. If I have a more family-oriented incentive, mm -hmm. you can't throw money at me. Yeah, absolutely. You probably have to throw more vacation time at me yeah. to spend time with my family. Mm -hmm. But let's just say I was super ambitious. You may have to throw position at me. Yeah. So you have to, like, it's not just as uniform as it used to be because everybody thinks they're fucking special nowadays. Yeah. But that's part of the chess game that you have to play as, as an owner, as a founder, or as a leader in your industry. You have to know how to move those pieces. Absolutely. Elon what Musk motivates? is genius yeah. at that. I don't give a fuck what anybody thinks. He's a genius at that. Mm -hmm. um, he knows how to handle his, his business. He knows how to handle his people. Mm -hmm. And he's a genius marketer at, the, at that. Um, but going back to a little bit about your business, so um, it's just all about, for me, is, is I really admire what you've built. Mm -hmm. I really admire the network that, you've, that you have right now. And, uh, I mean, hopefully next time we're sitting here, I'm talking to, you know, next publicly traded company all over the globe, right? So, um, yeah, it was really a pleasure talking to you and a really big pleasure meeting with you i think there's a lot of synergies of vibes and and as the old saying goes real recognizes real mm -hmm. and so uh you know i wish you nothing but the best of luck and hopefully in a year or two we come back and have this conversation you could tell me how you took over the globe <laughs> i would say maybe in a six months period oh I? shit <laughs> six months are taking over the globe all right illuminati status got it yeah you never know right and then like it was you know it was a pleasure to meet you as well learning about your journey as well as what you have done is also commendable right in a short span of time yeah so yeah it's beast, a, man. yeah it's like, and anybody who says anything different will like a suck a fat one for all <laughs> i care yeah yeah so yeah nice I, like the conversation also went in really well so uh, like you know yeah it was all good well, let's do some work together man yeah absolutely Pleasure thank you me, man yeah thank you <laughs> Hi, my name is Philip Carrillo, and this is the One Percent Podcast. That was that was a great one. Stay tuned for the next episode, guys.